0: Informative. Welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Aaron Baker. Aaron is a self-leadership coach and business strategist who helps self-centered entrepreneurs create joyful, prosperous, and impactful businesses by being themselves and doing things their way. As a PhD social psychologist, yeah, and she's still friends with me, even knowing like <laughs> that insight into how my brain works. She, she great soul. <laughs> <laughs> and former user experience research leader at Facebook and Microsoft, Erin brings their deep passion and expertise in human psychology to helping people cultivate an amazing. Amazing inner world that supports and fuels the outer world that they're creating in their lives and beyond. They're cre- currently writing their first book, "Joyful AF." I love it, and we're yes. going to even have a subtitle forthcoming. Yes, Sweet. working
1: on that with my book coach. We've <laughs> gone through many different iterations, but "Joy Dash Full As Fuck" or "Joyful AF." Yeah,
0: I love it. Yeah. And- it's about why joy is a necessary foundation of a successful and sustainable business. That's, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Like why would you want to build something that isn't fun and creates joy? Like may as well go get a fucking job then. Exactly. The thing
1: that I find, right. Is that people, they start their businesses with joy. Even if they don't know that that's the word, right. That's their intention. And then they slowly find themselves more and more shackled into misery, right? We are our own worst boss. Yeah. We get caught in the blueprints, the shoulds, the supposed tos, the what a good entrepreneur does. And we lose touch with the fact that like the reason we got into business is we have a gift. Right. And we need to tap into that gift and be fully ourselves
0: and do things that bring us joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get too far down the joy path, I want to do my my huge
1: and mm-hmm.
0: show the card I pulled for you today. Mm. I'm excited for it this. Is, I pulled a card earlier. Ooh, cool. It's the great mystery card. Okay. And, uh knowing you, I thought that this was super appropriate. It says. Okay. Have faith and know that you are divinely guided. Even when you have doubts, trust that you're exactly where you need to be. Believe you have planted your seeds. Now allow creator or source to do the rest. Um, So what do you think? I have to show you something. So this
1: is my magic bean jar. These are jelly beans. These represent all of the seeds. Every time I think I plant one, I call them magic beans because seeds are like, you know you put a zucchini in the ground and you think a zucchini is going to pop up in four to six weeks. But when we plant seeds in our lives and our businesses, we don't know what's going to grow or when. We have to have faith. We have to trust that magic will ensue. And so every time I do anything that could potentially create magic, I put a bean in the jar, which I will put a bean in the jar after we finish our conversation. I love it. And I was it. just reminded this week, somebody reached out to me and said, "I have been following you for two years, and um, you're what helped me, you know, in this coaching business. And now you're also doing the the methodology that changed my life. I, I can we talk about you being my mentor? So, magic beans. I'm Beautiful. all about trust
0: right? Trust that I'm exactly where I am. And when we started on this journey, I can remember you stretching your limits because of the coaching that you were receiving. And now Mm -hmm. you're the one helping people stretch. So I have to ask, are you going to require them to sing in public? (laughs) I might.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I might who knows? It's the thing Does, that's so beautiful about coaching is that there are many ways to get people to that thing they think they want, the business revenue, the income. And sometimes it's having them sing in public. It just happens.
0: If it works, it works. Don't question <laughs> it, it. Just
1: don't just question with it. it. <laughs> yeah. It certainly so, was the start of my journey of being more like, you know, being more vocal, being more present. And, you know, that's a huge foundation of my business is being able to write, speak, put myself out there. And it started with singing in public. So
0: (laughs) there you go. Well, and watching your visibility journey from having a little insight into what was going on and being able to see it from outside was amazing. And the whole time I've been cheering you on to tap into that spiritual being that you are because you're brilliant and you have so much like structure, linear thinking, like all of that is, seems to flow from you so naturally. And then I know you have a couple of us in your world who are like, come on, Aaron, let's go talk to the dead people. Come on. Yep. (laughs) Yep, and I'm very grateful
1: for that presence in my world. Um, I would say I'm a skeptic by so many different definitions of skeptic, but part of my joy in the last couple of years has been ditching the linear thinking and diving into this. You know, I have magic bean jar now, right? And <laughs> diving into this faith that things are happening outside of my control and I've actually been learning this methodology that's a therapy methodology, but it's a very spiritual practice of tapping into more of a, a connection to spirit. And it's however you want to define spirit. It can be yourself, your soul, right. right? But yeah, most of what I do now with my clients is joy is actually connecting to your calm, curious, creative, courageous, compassionate, connected self. And uh. so-
0: and the consonants there was fucking yeah. hot. <laughs> there's there are eight C's, but it's all about tapping into these. And
1: that's and when you can lead yourself from that space, that's when you can make big impact. And so it's it's that's my now my form of spirituality, knowing there's also a realm well beyond what I can see and understand happening for me out there too. That's and that's awesome. thanks to you and and one of our other friends, right? I Was not even remotely open to that before I met you two.
0: Robin's been on too, so they they know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, you and Robin are persuasive in your own right. (laughs) Well, it's it's an interesting opportunity for people to cross paths with us who haven't had that piece of themselves really cultivated yet, because. Mm -hmm. Robin and I are both from a, a linear traditional background and mm-hmm. we've been like, huh, fuck that broom closet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yes. would you, would you like to tell the story about George? I, I sure would. <laughs>
1: so uh, this was 2019, right. That we met. It was February. And I know it was February because we show up at this Former plantation for it was an Airbnb for a coaching training, and there are about 25 of us, I want to say. And somehow, I got picked to get up in front of the room and be coached and get coached on some pretty deep shit with my dad, right? <laughs> pretty deep shit to the point where I'm like whacking a chair with a towel, and that is so out of my nature and so out of my character. I finish up, and I remember both you and Robin, one of you said, your dad is right here in the room. I can't remember which of you it was. And then somebody else said something that was also equally, like, creepy to me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, like, who are these witches in this room? <laughs> Might have been thinking bitches, but witches,
0: right? It all fits.
1: <laughs> but then I, you know, I started throughout the week. Robin did some sh- uh, some ceremonial stuff because we were on a, you know, plantation, and there's there some I think there was some other reason that some date had passed. I can't remember exactly, but we did a, a ceremony. And then I think I just said, Hey, my dad's birthday while we're here. Right. And my dad's no longer living. So I said, Hey, can we light a candle on his birthday? And that was kind of near the end of our training. Uh, it was Friday night and I think Saturday was our last day. And so we were all downstairs in the kitchen Chatting and Jamie, you come running down the stairs of this place, going, "Aaron, Aaron, Aaron!" Right? And I'm like,
0: "What's going and, on?" She, you're like, and, "And I'm always the first one to go to bed because I'm a right. super early riser." Like right. they're so all were, downstairs shooting the shit till three a.m. and I'm like, "Shut right. the
1: fuck up! I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> right? So you're upstairs already. You come running down the stairs. You go, "Aaron, Aaron, Aaron!" And I like, go, "What's up?" He said, did your dad cross his legs? And you showed me, right, how, how he crosses his <laughs> legs. And I remember my whole jaw dropped. And I pulled up my Facebook and I showed you a couple of pictures of my dad. And they're him with his legs crossed exactly <laughs> that way. It's not like a normal leg cross. There's a very specific way he used to do it. You go, great. So he's upstairs sitting on the bed and he's wondering when we're lighting a candle. <laughs> to which one I went oh shit this this is something I can't ignore right like if you would have said anything else about his features I would have been that was a great guess but my god like there was no way you had gotten on Facebook to look up pictures of my dad to look at his cross legs like he was upstairs
0: <laughs> I don't even know if we were Facebook friends at that point yeah I don't think we were no
1: we weren't there was just no way and then, you know, I've had subsequent events. I don't know if Robin ever told you, but we shared a room at another event uh, later that year. And she woke up one morning. She's like, so your dad came to visit the night? And I said, well, what did he want? And she said, I don't know.
0: <laughs> she, she's done that to me, too. She's like, your grandfather was here. I don't know what the fuck you wanted. <laughs> okay, I'll go ask. <laughs> So, yeah, I
1: definitely have to say, like, there's there's things I don't know. And I just actually binge-watched some Netflix show. I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a medium um, who has a Netflix show. And I, in the past, I would have been this fraudulent asshole getting all this money. And now I'm like,
0: ah, he might be legit. Shit like that happens. Like <laughs> Shit
1: like that happens. I've experienced it.
0: It is so- a really... It- it is a really powerful awakening to recognize like that the energies that are around you are so much more than you can mm-hmm. see, especially when you're so deep in the 3D science of it. Yeah. And then and then we show up and we're like, so um, yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I – and I definitely – believe in it so today just even a couple things that were really spooky for me one is i was reading a book and it was reminding me of play and how much play is important in your work so i wrote down i do this month i'm doing this monday meetup for people to set intentions for joy and i was like okay here's a great question around play and then i got on my group coaching program that i coach and i decided to pull oracle cards because i've incorporated that into my work <laughs> um and
0: it- that is amazing,
1: right? So I pull out cards for my two people and they, they're perfect for them, of course. And they pull out mine. And it's dolphin spirit and it's all about play. And I'm going, okay, clearly I'm getting a message here that it is time right? to play. So I decided for my coaching, I was going to play a game of yes. And which is an improv game where, you know, you start with a problem. Like Jamie and Aaron are going to the beach and someone goes, yes. And they run into their dead dad, <laughs> right? and then people keep <laughs> adding to the story and creating and that's how that's sort of the nature of improv so i had them bring a real challenge they were facing and played this game of yes and and so these people know each other decently well but not really and this one person brings a problem about trying to buy a new house in austin and the other person starts off saying something about you you get rich quick through a gardening business and what was so interesting is she didn't know that the original girl is obsessed with gardening really Would like, yeah, would no, just no idea. I knew this cause I, I've worked with both of them individually. Nice. I, oh, they must know. Right. And so afterwards I said, how did you come up with gardening for this? And she said, Oh, it just came to me. Like I had to say that. And just I popped went, in. of course, of course, <laughs> clearly this client needed to know something about gardening and I needed the message that it was a day to play for whatever reason because it hit me over the head multiple times and this is not this is not just me creating this in my head like clearly right. there's a message here and so I'm very much okay great I'm listening
0: well and I'm so excited that you're open to hearing that message because the Aaron who worked in corporate America might not have been that open I wasn't no I was a skeptic
1: and I grew up in my mom was christian my dad converted to judaism and i thought both of them were full of shit about this thing <laughs> called spiritual realm right so it's been a very big transformation for me around trusting and i don't i don't take for granted when i get the messages now like they're they're there that's awesome
0: and the the whole idea of spirituality and spiritual growth I find to be such a personal journey. Like, I'm not interested in what some dude wrote on papyrus five thousand years ago. Like, I- I'm far more interested in me. And you're an only child too, you know. Yep. Like,
1: yeah, me.
0: <laughs> it's all about me.
1: It's all about me, 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 me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I I think the thing that's been so profound for me around spirituality is that it doesn't have to be this grand God talk to me. I don't have to see the spirits to know they're out there. It's the noticing these messages when they come in, right? And just paying attention to, oh, that seems like it came from somewhere else, right? Even just those times when I'm connected to myself and it feels like I've channeled something, like doesn't matter whether that's actually channeled from me or spirit I listen to
0: it well the reality is that your higher self is so enmeshed in the fabric that creates the universe that is there even a distinction maybe not like doesn't matter doesn't matter I don't have to know where it comes from or why or how
1: it got there it's just Okay, pay attention, and then I get to decide, right? I get to decide today. I got to decide that the message was play. Let me let me go with it, right? Some other days I might hear a message and go, "Nah, I don't want to," and then it'll probably keep hitting me over the head with it until it hits me the two by four, and then I'll actually listen.
0: But that may be just be in divine timing because maybe there was some other element that you didn't have awareness of. It wasn't the right time. Wasn't the right time. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. That's a really yeah. powerful permission to people. Cuz especially those of us who are interacting with dead people on a regular basis, sometimes we feel pressure to perform.
1: Mm, and that makes sense.
0: It, it's not always the right time. So, mm-hmm. thanks for that.
1: Yeah. I really like that uh, that thought. And there was something else that popped Oh, I think one other thing that's been really fascinating for me, so I'm writing this book on called Joyful AF, and I have mostly been writing it without doing any reading on anybody else's thoughts on joy, because I just wanted to get connected. What's my joy? What's that about? Yeah. And I've got almost this first draft done, and I started reading a couple things recently, listening to a couple things on joy, and my God, everybody's talking about joy in the exact same way I am. And it's using things like courage and curiosity and words that I, I thought were like, oh, that's kind of my flavor of joy. And I'm like, oh, there is something in the ether planting this message and multiple people are like, I have this really strong feeling that multiple people are meant to get this message out and it's our own flavors of it. But there's, there's a reason why my message is not all that different from one of these other people, even though I'm the one
0: ch- you know trying to get in touch with my own joy. Right. And that's so accurate because the 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 programming and the guidance that you're receiving is available to the right person at the right time and there could mm-hmm. be five of you so yes. i mean that just makes the message that much more amplified right
1: i i i believe it and the more i start talking about the 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 nature of joy. The more
0: I hear people going, "God, I really needed this right now." Yeah, because yeah. how many people have been joyless? Yes, probably way longer than this bullshit in the the world right now. Oh, they, way longer. Like, oh, uh, the last time I had joy, I think I smoked weed in nineteen ninety three. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the permission people need to
1: experience joy and to share their joy. I've had several people recently, including a good friend of mine say, I feel weird sharing my joy during this time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need
0: it. Yeah. And so go ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about the guilt associated with feeling joy that so many people experience.
1: Yeah. People feel the guilt and then they feel like joy is, a sabotager of success. I've had several people Mm. be like, if I follow my joy, there's no way I'm going to be successful.
0: Interesting.
1: Right. And there is this messaging right around, and I think it's the linear capitalist, logical corporate world. And so, yeah, joy is a dangerous emotion because joy is spirit and it is spiritual and it is Anti the establishment.
0: Right. And it's your birthright that you have yeah. been programmed to neglect.
1: Yes. 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 So getting people back to joy and then showing them joy actually creates what they want in the world, whether it's money, income, or money, income, money is the same thing, income, impact,
0: relationships, whatever it is they want. Joy is the, joy is the strategy. Hmm. I love that concept of joy is the <laughs> conduit, like that's yeah. getting you to where you need to be. Yeah. I would be curious to take a poll of people who ha- recollect seeing their parents find joy or even their grandparents and how far back that programming runs. Because a lot of us have parents and grandparents who lived through the depression. And mm-hmm. then through the financial crisis of, of the 2000s. So yep. a lot of them have that programming, like, oh, yeah. I have to suffer.
1: Yeah. generational. It's a generational burden, right? Um, yeah. That we carry with us. Absolutely. And, you know, I think to myself, you know, there were times when my dad, was really torn on supporting me and finding my joy and my passions and also helping me be financially secure. Right. And his passing allowed for that to be an, and right. I am financially secure and I can follow my passions. And it's almost like, Oh, that's, that was his solution. <laughs>
0: but I mean, in some respect, yeah, it's kind of a shitty solution. Mm-hmm. And in another respect, like, You have had the opportunity to heal with him Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. spirit because he wasn't caught up in the human bullshit of, of of who he was. I've had the same experience with my dad. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a double-edged sword. Yes. Yes. And I have continued
1: since we've talked to heal with him. I did a a psilocybin journey last fall and we had a, a long talk. Awesome. During that. Yeah. During that
0: time. And so, yeah, it's been a, an amazing journey with him. It is beautiful. I mean, my my dad still hates my husband. He's my dad's been dead for 10 years and still does mean shit to Miles. But hey, we can't win them all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back to me. Just like yeah. me, dad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about specifically what you do with clients because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening who are are going to be like oh shit I don't know if I have joy like I might need Aaron in my life yeah totally
1: (laughs) yeah so the way I work is at a deeper level um I would for some people, they considered a spirit level. I considered a nervous system level. Um, but I am all about helping people recognize um, all the ways they are sacrificing themselves in their business to the shoulds, to the supposed tos, to the blueprints, denying their specific gifts. And so I'm. It's almost a deprogramming where we're. I'm. I'm a big believer that we all have an multiple parts of ourselves not multiple personalities but like we say this all the time right i have part of me feels wants to do this a part of me wants to do that right we're made sure. up of this the, all these parts of ourselves and they're kind of like a symphony and they can play in harmony where they can be out of whack generational trauma can bring on burdens or early childhood trauma and so if we have this innate harmonious way of being that's when we can do what we want to in the world, no matter what that is, if it's business or life is if we can get that part of us that's overachieving back into regular achieving or the part of us that is overly linear to come take a little bit of a backseat and let some of the other more nonlinear parts come through. So I get people to really deeply know who they are and come back to that innate harmonious way they want to be in the world. And it's led from a place of calm creativity, curiosity, centeredness, connectedness, all of that.
0: I love the idea of harmony. That's Mm -hmm. so perfect. And also the idea of being an overachiever and how that's not harmonious. Uh, Because I mean, I would expect you had the same experience, like you were a smart kid. So Mm -hmm. as a smart kid, like, go get the next degree, go get the next, whatever, yep. go reach the next level. And you just like check them off. Cause that's what you do. Yep. But that's not necessarily what we're here to, to express. Yeah. Well, and, and
1: our world creates like a one size fits all model, right? We all go through the same schooling and the same sort of indoctrination. Every single one of us is a unique human being with a unique gift to put into the world And we get told how our brains work are wrong. So my wife has been learning about her neurodiversity and her ADHD Mm -hmm. has a, a superpower, but she hasn't been told how to navigate the world. So we all really need to come back to who are we at our core? What's our core essence? How do we do things? What's in the best interest of our authentic, integrous, harmonious self. And when we can do that, that's when we do the good we are meant to do in the world. Yeah. And and there's a million ways to build a business. So why billions, right? So why not build it your way? And it's just, it's an uncomfortable process because we've been taught that all of the answers are out there,
0: not here. Right. Yeah. And checking in with you is really the truth with a capital T. Yes. And
1: that doesn't mean that there aren't good ideas out there, but it's sure. when we glom onto those ideas as if they're the truth. Right. Rather than, okay, it's the the distinction is there is no right way. There's only your way. I like that. Right. And most of us are looking for the right way. And so we can take all of the other ways and come back to what's my way, given what I know. And then let's go experiment. Experimentation and curiosity is a source of joy. Let's go try on things. Is this me? Does this feel joyful? This is where my <laughs> I, scientist comes at, back in, right? You put on your little lab coat and you try your little experiments, you collect data and then you go, oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go that direction. I was envisioning you with hats. (laughs) I have a hat. Okay. So I early version of my book and it may still come out in a version at some point is I had all these concepts that I had turned into objects. Um, So your experimental self is you put on a lab coat, right? Your magic beans are literally your jelly beans. And I had a concept called, You've probably heard it because Sean Smith, our, our coach that we met through, has talked about high intentions and low attachment, right? High right. intentions towards your goal, low attachment to if, when, how you get there. I've shortened it to Hyla and it's now your Hyla hat. So you put on your Hyla hat when you are high intentions and low attachment towards your goal. And so I, I, I literally want to make hats for people to be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm literally wearing my Hyla hat today and I'm wearing my lab coat. And now I'm like hiking through my little builder's business wilderness with my gear
0: on. <laughs> So, and, and then I'll just envision you at summer camp too. So then I can yes. just have this beautiful, entertaining image of Aaron.
1: I, I swear there's a TED talk at some point where I have all this gear on and it, I was calling it the 10 essentials because when you go out in the wilderness, you have all this survival gear and I'm like, screw survival in business. Like what makes you have the most joy and the most fun, which also creates success. And so I have all of these different items that I will be wearing at some point, you know, sean our our you know talks
0: with his jumpsuits and his lenses right. on. I can imagine there's a very similar
1: talk where I'm wearing all of my
0: little items and talking about them. And when you do that TED talk, you have to come back and talk to us again. okay. <laughs> I will Well, I could chat with you all afternoon. yeah, um, but where can our audience find you if they want to learn more about you or connect with yep. you?
1: Yeah, so two different places. Um, I mostly on the social media these days. I'm on Instagram. So it's at Dr. Aaron M. Baker. There's other Aaron Bakers out there. Turns out taking my wife's last name made me more anonymous. <laughs> 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 um, or my website, which is Baker.com and talk about what I do there.
0: Awesome. And we will share links to those yep. in the yep. show notes so people yep. can just click over and see the magic you're making. Thank you. Well, it has been awesome connecting with you and sharing a little snippet of your story. You have like so many facets to your amazing story that we Mm -hmm. definitely have to do this again. Okay. I'm in. Perfect. (laughs) Again, thank you for coming and thank you for listening this week and I'll see you next week. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.